I like to help others, and count it as my greatest pleasure in life to see a person free himself of the shadows which darken his days. Writing for a penny a word is ridiculous. If a man really wanted to make a million dollars, the best way to do it would be to start his own religion. Both quotes by L. Ron Hubbard, founder of Scientology. Snow wasn't falling when Alistair Graham McAnders and St. Garcia Flores freed the town of Kenway, Nevada from the strange signals that were keeping the residents apart from each other. Even so, it felt like Christmas. Families hugging, warmth in the streets of Kenway, and the clatter of voices all happy to see each other again, even if they forgot they were ever apart. For St. and Alistair, the end of the Kenway saga meant something different for their temporary partnership. With Alistair not having any immediate next missions, the two's future looks a little uncertain. So I have the question for you two. Where did Saint and Alistair end the last chapter? Oh. Uh, Saint goes home for Christmas, does not send a Christmas card. <laughs> Would know where to send it, and also is not the kind of person to send Christmas cards. Because I'm not the kind of person to send Christmas cards. So, uh, but has a very nice holiday. Gets to see his family. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, sorry, real quick. Saint, where is home? Oh, did I pick a, remind me, did I pick a city or did I just pick a state? You picked a state. You told me it was Texas. You never told me a city. It was Texas. Yes. But I'm like, I don't remember if I, we'll just say Austin because I don't know a lot about Texas. Um, Sorry, Texans. Yeah, so he goes home to Austin. Uh, he has a mom and two younger sisters uh, that he is fairly close with. Um, and they all spend Christmas together. He doesn't get to see them very often due to the nature of his work. So, like, if he can make it home for, like, holidays, birthdays, stuff like that, uh, it is very important to him and his, his family that he does that. Because <laughs> uh, they all live there, so. Ezra? Nice. Um, Alistair uh, goes home to Boston. He has like an apartment or something. It's an apartment. Um, I don't know anything about the geography of Boston, so I'm not going to uh, elaborate from there. And if uh, my friend who lives there ever listens to this podcast, uh, they can yell at me then. Um... <laughs> And but does yeah they don't have apartments in Boston. That's the weird thing that just, is yeah uh, they, they just don't Boston exist. specific. They don't do apartments there, so There's you've no already such thing fucked as an up, Ezra. In Boston. Oh, yeah, I'm well, sorry. You know, yeah, but this is like uh, alternate universe Boston. They only have apartments. <laughs> God damn it, Matthew. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think that he does get 
he is expected to make an appearance at the McAndrews family Christmas thing um, at his grandparents' place in Connecticut. Oh, very fancy. Yeah. He's, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's fancy, it's, um, formal, uh, I, he's, he's, but, you know, since he can't talk about his job, he's fundamentally much less impressive than his cousins, uh, and doesn't particularly care, (laughs) so he, like, shows up on time with the appropriate bottle of wine and leaves, at like the earliest possible civilized moment um and yeah it's the kind of thing about like you know he just he like lies about his cover job in IT and uh you know for for the for the like seventh year in a row tells his mom that he's getting home so that uh, he he can go do Chinese food in a movie with a couple of his Jewish work buddies. They'll they'll miss him if he if he uses this as an excuse not to have to stay over for Christmas morning. Mm. He's not going to miss the dim sum place. Of course, no, I wouldn't expect that of him. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> because I Ezra know absolutely jack shit about Christmas traditions. Yeah. So well, uh, hey. my explicitly um yeah. waspy fucking character is gonna do Chinese food in a movie. The Big Andrews don't have to celebrate yeah. Christmas. You spent Oh, they it's do. True. Yeah, you spent I I'm I'm like they definitely do. They they are they are white Anglo Saxon Protestants. <laughs> It's just that uh, that's about as far as you get from my, you know, write what you know. Exactly. Ing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love that and respect that about you. The New Year's has passed and St. Garcia Flores, you were hired a couple of days ago by the Sequoia Amusement Park and Arcade Complex in Tucson. A family-run business for four generations, the current owner has some concerns about a ride in the center of the park that started moving on its own. Hell yeah. This is now the middle of January. I maybe presume that you've gotten a little bit of work between parting from Alistair and now, but, you know, that can certainly not be the case if this is you coming back from holiday vacation. (laughs) My winter break. No, I've probably done a couple of local jobs. You know, it's a big city. Like, there's always a couple. And, like... People know he's he's a he's the local boy who does exorcisms. There's always somebody who's got ghosts around the holiday season, but he's always got to be like, no, you just need to see a marriage counselor (laughs) and also get your pipes looked at. What if the real ghost was our inability to communicate with each other? I just really love the image of Saint carrying around like business cards for uh marriage and family counseling and also plumbers and it's like yeah. make, you know it's like make sure yeah. you get a good union plumber <laughs> yeah yeah well saint's obviously a member of the ghostbusters union i i would never oh my god we gotta we have a different union separate from the ghostbusters we gotta, we gotta, un, we gotta unionize the mysterious government agency we have to <laughs> we have to unionize the yeah, exorcist new, new uh new character end goal unionize the mysterious government agency <laughs> saint you arrive at nighttime in the tucson area 
and quickly pull up to the park, you are greeted by a gentleman who is expecting you. He is kind of wearing a, a collared polo shirt and a windbreaker. He looks kind of nervous to be there at night, uh, but he's waiting for you by the front gate in between two different kind of ticket taker booths. Um, and your your headlights kind of shine on him and therefore off of his reflective material as you pull up. Great, yeah. I uh, I kick the stand of the bike down. You know, I get off and put my head away, all that kind of normal process, and I uh, I walk up with my gear. Uh, Mr. Garcia Flores? That's me. And I think I'll extend my hand for a shake. Hi, I, I'm I'm Warren Nichols. I'm the guy you spoke to on the phone about a, a couple days ago. Yes, of course, Mr. Nichols. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. So, uh, what seems to be the problem? Uh, well, uh, he kind of pushes back on the gate, which was uh, not locked. Obviously, he didn't lock himself out of the park. And you can tell he's already been there earlier in the night. Uh, it all started about six months ago. We have this old-fashioned carousel that broke down uh, a while ago, about about two or three years ago. Uh, it's just getting up there in years, and there's there's nothing we could do to really keep it maintained. But uh, as of recently, as of the last couple of months, it's kind of started, well, the ride's kind of been operating on its own. By carousel, you, you I guess this is a Maddie question. Carousel, merry-go-round? Like, yeah, like, that kind of. Yeah, okay. it's a merry-go-round. Yeah. Just wanted to, I was like, I think I know what that is, but I have always heard the term. It doesn't matter. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, when the when the ride initially shut down well i guess let me back up a second and i assume you've checked the electrical <laughs> yeah you've you've ruled out mechanical error this is the final avenue that we're exploring of course we've we've checked electrical issues motor issues we've uh we're our final resort after this is that we have a a, a seismologist uh, coming in to check the foundation that's very funny that the exorcist comes before the seismologist but i appreciate their confidence um Okay. When the when the carousel initially shut down a few years ago, was it just natural wear and tear? Did something happen, per se? Not, nothing happened, not to my knowledge. Nothing specific? I, okay. I was the owner at the time then, as I am now. Uh, it, it just got up there in years. This carousel was put in place some 80 years ago. Sure, sure. It's, a, it's an older park. These things happen, I understand. Uh, yeah, he takes you down kind of like a, uh, he strolls you down the sort of main street of this park. Uh, there's like a lot of kind of overhanging kind of strands of lights, like between various light posts, lamp posts, uh, you know, kind of creating a sort of a, a tunnel effect, kind of a grand entrance way to the park. You don't know if those are year round or those are just kind of like a seasonal thing, but there's like a clear kind of tunnel going forward because it's so dark. Uh, you know, those lights are kind of a little bit overwhelming, but you can kind of, if you were to put your hand up, you know, above your eyes, you can kind of see uh, the rest of the park outside of this little tunnel. You can see that there are like a lot of like shops and restaurants, uh, the lights of which are off, which would probably be totally visible if the park were operating right now. But it is the dead of the night, of course. You know, there there's um, some carnival games. There's uh, one of those like kind of overhang rows of like pinball machines and arcade cabinets that's like outside but uh undercover you know it's a very it's a very old-timey park this place doesn't have like disneyland intellectual property it's like very much like a 
well, for point of comparison, our local Oaks amusement park. Yeah, that's why that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah. yeah. Just carnival rides and arcade games and stuff. Yeah, totally. And eventually he kind of stops in front of this gorgeous elaborate carousel. It's got maybe some 20, 25 animals, you know, a handful of like those kind of like uh, sit down like chariots. It's got like this, you know, very elaborate kind of wooden column in the center, which is covered in all sorts of painted golden like gargoyles and angels. And then, of course, it has the red and white awning that you would expect over a carousel of this uh, of this age. Sure. However, all that you can make out of this of the centerpiece of the park is from the lights from the overhang lights. The lights of the carousel itself are not on. Okay, cool. Um, so before it turns on by itself, is there any, like, does it seem like there's anything triggering it? Uh, are there any other things that happen around the same time? Like, do lights just start coming on? Um, machines start going off? Is there anything like that? Or is it just the carousel starts working? Just that. We don't really see the carousel itself moving. Uh, one, one or two of our security guards have noticed it. Uh, coming to a stop at night. Uh, but mostly we just kind of show up the next day and it's pointed in a different direction than it was the previous night. Okay, so there's and there's no security footage? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, but uh, security guards have reported, uh, Mikey specifically has reported, uh, that he's heard the kind of slowed down music from clear across the park. And... Uh, We've had some electrical issues with some of the nearby pinball machines, uh, like flickering and turning off, but that's all we can really see. Okay. Cool. So another reported phenomenon. Uh, And you've had no history of anything like this happening before. This is entirely new. No, no. Nothing like that at this park. Okay. Did anyone... You hired an exorcist. You should be expecting this question. Did anyone die here in this park? We we run a safe family environment. Uh, there's... I, I'm not looking to sue you, sir. I need to know if somebody died here because their spirit might be here. Uh, no, 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 no deaths on okay. site. Okay. Thank you. We, we've had one or two accidents, but no, no, no one ever died. Okay. And accidents where somebody died later because of what happened on site? Or accidents where someone was injured but lived. Accidents where people are are, 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 are injured but lived, but you know. Uh, okay. No, 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 okay. no, no, no fatalities I could ever attribute to the park. Okay, that is an important distinction, and I am glad to hear it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and is it just the just? Mostly the one security guard, Mikey, you said, who's heard a lot of this phenomenon. Is he around, perchance? Uh, Mikey and Devin, and no, I I, bo- I gave them both a night off. Okay, totally fair. Okay, well, uh, let me take a look around, um, see what I can, see what I can dig up. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. He kind of nods and backs up, kind of stands, st- leans against one of the lamp posts, uh, but he's still in the area. Sure. Yeah, I figured he wasn't gonna let me do my own thing. Um, I, so 
generally most of the stuff I've set up for my exorcisms have been, I know there's a spirit here already and I know what's going on. In this case, this is a little bit more vague, which I'm sure I've run into a bunch of times, which makes me think that if you'll allow it, I might have some gear that will let me, like, I'm thinking specifically EMP, that will allow me to detect, like, energy fluctuations to try and narrow down a location. Mm-hmm. You could say no if that is not something that you had planned for. No, I just think a, I think maybe an EMF meter might be better than an EMP. Yeah, whatever. Ben, I don't know how to speak. I've been up since two a.m. Saint, Saint's know. like Saint's like, oh, you're having electrical problems. You won't after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I deal with ghosts. Neither the will the part, western actually. half of Tucson. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this state. <laughs> Um, no, yes, so EMF is what I meant, thank you. Uh, yeah, so does that seem reasonable that I would have that piece of equipment? Absolutely. Cool. I would like to, to flip that bitch on and start, uh, detecting some vibes. Sure, go ahead and roll, uh, what you think would be appropriate, either technology or perception or whatnot. Uh, and by perception I mean notice. Yeah, I think notice and investigate both make sense, and for me they're exactly the same. Um, I have crafts, but I don't think that would necessarily apply here because we have established that is specifically like motor craft, not any Mm -hmm. kind of technology. So yeah, if you get a speedboat though, at any point, oh God, I'm so ready to have something I can fucking drive. (laughs) Oh man, we should do a haunted lighthouse chapter. Do we, we, do we want to speed down the Mississippi? (laughs) chasing a, a cryptid also i would go ape shit for a lighthouse episode yeah no I'll, I'll whip up a lighthouse episode okay let's see i've got a bad roll is what i've got here uh i have two negatives a neutral and a positive so with my plus one i think that lands me a zero that just lands me a flat zero yeah, tough out here. Uh, okay, sure. You turn on your EMF reader, which kind of crackles to life and starts making the the sounds that you would expect it to make. Um, however, no matter where you stand around the carousel, it seems that it's kind of making the, the noise, the kind of low hum uh, that you would expect from it whenever it's like pointed vaguely in the right direction. Uh, it's making that no matter where you stand around the carousel, all pointing toward the carousel. Okay, well. So, the whole thing, rather. The whole, the whole bitch. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, fuck this then. I will, uh, hop on, hop on the merry-go-round then, and just kind of take a lap around and see if anything looks odd, out of place, or feels odd or out of place. Uh, sure. Do you want to give me another roll with that? Yeah, let's see if I can argue for something better here, maybe. I, oh, I mean, you. this still sounds... Unless you'll let me use my exorcism empathy skill here. But I think I'm still just investigating. Sure. Am I talking myself out of a better roll? Yes, but it's for the Remind more. me what that skill is. So, empathy is my highest skill, and that is what I use to do exorcisms. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm not yet doing an exorcism. I'm doing, f- I'm doing footwork. That's not the phrase. Legwork. Groundwork. 
all, all of it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're doing footwork. You're footloose. <laughs> footloose. Yeah, I'm kicking off my Sunday shoes. Sunday shoes. Um. So I think this is still an investigate, which this is better. This is not a lot better, but it's better. Uh, so I got a negative, two neutrals, and a positive, uh, which gives me a plus one. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, you're you're looking around and you're kind of looking for anything out of the ordinary. Again, there's like a lot of these kind of intricately uh, carved uh, animals. You know, you know how carousels work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there. I've seen a few in my day. Yeah, it's mostly horses, but every once in a while there's like a giraffe or like a big swan or whatever. A unicorn. Exactly. Yeah, actually, there's for sure a unicorn on this. Um, and again, those, those like chariot kind of cup seats, like I mentioned as well. Yeah. And there's this, again, there's this huge, like kind of ornate, the center column of the carousel in the center, which has like a lot of wood detailing again, like lots of like kind of mythical creatures kind of carved into it, cherubs and some gargoyles and like, uh, like some satyrs and whatnot. Um, and you notice that there are four large murals that are kind of like framed, uh, almost like uh, paintings in those kind of like vertical oval shapes that that are like kind of in each of the four directions of the carousel. Uh, only half of the animals kind of go up and down. Uh, the outer ring is stationary. The inner ring does the up and down ones. They have like, you look up and you see that there's motors attached to the ceiling that bring them up and then back down, up and then back down. What do the murals depict? Uh, there's four murals. One is a unicorn uh, that is kind of in a clearing in the forest. Uh, you know, it's it's um, it's a it's not quite a My Little Pony look to it. Uh, the mane is not more pink. like the last unicorn. More like the last unicorn. There's like a ring of mushrooms. It's kind of a fairy setting. Uh, the second one is a wizard, uh, kind of standing on top of a tower. He is like you know, he, it, it's the full like you know, blue robes and pointed hat kind of pointing his hands up toward the sky and, like, lightning is crashing down from yeah. the heavens. Uh, a van the wizard, is... I've seen them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what an airbrushed van looks like. Uh, yeah. The third <laughs> is St. George fighting the dragon. Cool. Uh, you know, it's a big green, you know, serpent beast that is, like, clashing against a knight in uh, shining armor. You know, looks like it would be out of Maleficent. Excuse me, out of Sleeping Beauty. And the fourth mural is of two elderly individuals sitting on a park bench. And you, you look a little closer at it, and it seems to be this amusement park. What? This this mural, is this of anyone in particular with the couple on the bench? I call asking it to, the, yeah. I'm asking the guy, yeah. Uh, Mr. Nichols kind of pushes himself off of the lamppost walks over and steps up onto the platform with you oh uh yeah yeah my uh my father had that installed uh it's a tribute to um uh some patrons of the park that um i don't know if i'm uh, i'm blanking on their names some patrons of the park who they they used to bring their grandkids here all the time thought it thought it was a nice nice tribute to them sure. I, got, I think that got put in place about mm, 15 20 years ago uh, and looking at it, Saint, you can see that, like, the constant sunlight has done less of a beating to this mural than it has the other three. Okay. That those others might, 
you know, might have been there since the beginning, but this one's newer. The paint is a little fresher, even if fresh sure. is a relative term. Yeah, yeah, totally. But the others are, like, definitely sun-bleached. Yeah, the others have been here for 80 years, <laughs> and this one's been here for a quarter of that time. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is interesting, but it has it's told me absolutely fuck all about what I should be doing next, unfortunately. Um... Because my ghost rolls are going real bad. Hmm. I'm sorry. Could you pass another ghost roll? <laughs> I mean, a ghost roll is actually uh insert wee joke here. I can't just laugh. Um, <laughs> thank oh, you. <Maddie>. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my thought process here is. If I if I cannot detect the specific spirit or what is happening it, I don't know a cause. My thought is I have to just kind of wait and see what happens unless I can figure out some way to trigger it. But so far, it doesn't seem like there is something like that. This one mural seems weirdly like it stands out, but like it doesn't fit with the timeline because it's been here long enough that like... If something was going to happen, it should have happened 20 years ago. I mean, maybe not, but still. So that's my, th my thought right now, and I'm trying to figure out what to do next. Sure, entirely fair. It, can I, can I, can I tap on it? Just uh, a little tippy tap, just to sure. see what happens? Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's, it's made of the same solid kind of wood material as the other, uh, the rest of the second okay. column. Um... And I'm not getting any particular other weird v vibes from it. Are, are you asking uh, to do a, a vibe, a vibe check? check? Yeah, I would like to do a vibe check, please. Go ahead. <laughs> Can I roll empathy for this, please? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I was really pretty good last time. Okay, well, the f I rolled four neutrals, but I have a plus four, so it's a four. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Well, <laughs> that could have been worse. Um, <laughs> yes, it could have. I was rolling good before. Now I'm rolling like shit when I'm by myself. Clearly we're a good partnership yeah. after all. <laughs> you put your hand up against the, uh, the painting, up against that mural. Um, and you can kind of feel like a sensation... Uh, on your on your palm if you put your hand kind of palm first uh, fingers spread up against the uh, up against the mural and it's not like it's not like the Kenway thing where it's like a passing or or buzzing uh, thing that fades away over time uh, what you can almost feel is a sort of pulsing of energy that feels almost like a rhythm like a heartbeat like a song like a song okay and, and like a particular song or just kind of the flow of a piece of music the flow of a piece of music although you're certainly um you know whether that's an old carnival tune or whatnot um you know the kind of music the kind of maybe uh calliope kind of sound that you would expect um from well from this ride sure can I, um, uh, I would like to turn to Mr. Nichols and I say, I think you should, uh, move off the carousel. I'm going to try something. He steps down and steps back. Okay. 
Uh, can I sing along to the piece of music that I'm feeling? Yes, you may. Um, okay. Yay, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I opened the right door. Maybe, I don't know. I could, I, what if I die right here? That'd be fucked up. I don't have a backup. <sighs> yeah, so I'd like to start to uh, sing along with my head on the mural, I think. I think I will leave that there so I can get a feel of the tune. Uh, sure, yeah, you start singing uh, with this particular uh, melody of, is there a... Is there an old song? I'm going to say Camptown Races by default, but unless you have a better suggestion. No, that was kind of my thought, too. Um, sure. Then you then you start in with a do-da-do-da. Do-da, do-da. Um, and kind of try to follow the uh, the, the melody uh, with it. Um, you rolled a plus four in Empathy. I'm going to let you carry that over. It's been a bit since you've had to sing at a ghost, uh, Saint. Uh, I mean, in this game, regardless of whether or not you did so last week in character. Um, yeah. Do you do anything special? Uh, you don't put on a little bow tie, right? You just start singing? Yeah, I think I think part of what makes this so is because there... That wasn't a sentence. I think part of the thing that makes this so unique beyond the fact that he's just singing whatever, right? Is that there is basically no ceremony to it at all. Uh, there's no books or there's no bell burger candle involved. It's just one guy singing acapella mm-hmm. by himself and it works, which is nuts. Um, you know, so I think he like has a specific, like he knows he's doing it right. Cause he gets like a feeling, but it is like, he could not write a book about it. Uh, and that feeling is also centrifugal motion uh, because the the carousel kind of lurches forward at first, but it then slowly starts to spin as you begin to sing it. Okay. I'd like to grab onto one of the little horse poles that uh, keep the unicorns up or whatever so I don't fall off. Uh, sure, yeah. You you uh, grasp onto, uh, you say you want it to be a unicorn? Called? I mean, I just, that's always what I picture. No, sure, um, that's fine. But yeah, I can, why not? Who, yeah. What's stopping me, really? Why not? Nothing's stopping you. It's up to your own imagination. We're playing tabletop. Whoa. Tableau top. <laughs> Tableau top. Um, um, yeah, you hold on to that to steady yourself. Uh, it's spinning pretty slowly. Maybe like, you know, maybe a revolution every 30 seconds or so. Sure. Two. If I keep doing this, though, it might go faster, which is what I'm preparing for. If Mm -hmm. I do this right, it's going to go fast. Uh, A number of the lights above you flicker on and off. It's these kind of antique bulb lights. Okay. That's the the current state. Does the mural look any different? Uh, No. Okay. Their eyes glow red. They begin speaking in tongues. Um, Come down races in the song. <laughs> okay. Um, great. Has the, has the song changed or is it the same? <coughs> I ruined my voice for the remainder of the session. Um, no, no, it's it's keeping a pace with the same song. Okay. I will keep singing until I until there is some kind of what I think I'm looking for is a manifestation. 
of some kind. Because right now I've got the carousel spinning, which is great. I just, I don't know, I just want to keep going. I'm on the right track. Uh, Sure, yeah. Maybe you sing with a little more confidence. A little louder, rather. Mm-hmm. Not to suggest that Saint suffers from confidence issues at all. Uh, although he does have No, I think he'd have to be pretty confident to do what he does, because I don't think I could do it. Yeah, st- standing in the middle of a dark amusement park, loudly singing Let It Be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it picks up pace, and you, you finally look back toward the mural, and you notice that the display is still there. The The scene that it's showing is still there. But the couple is no longer sitting on that bench. Okay, do I see them on any of, like, the horses, for example? Do I see them on the actual bench in real life? As you're spinning around, you look kind of outside of the Ferris wheel. That's wild. Uh, <laughs> as I you're keep always calling it a Ferris wheel, too, if it helps. Yeah, suddenly you start going up? Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, really, a merry-go-round is just a Ferris wheel sideways, so, you know. Lack of imagination over at theme park development team um anyway you uh yeah as you're spinning around you look outside of the carousel and even though the kind of you know the the world beyond the carousel is a little blurry and obviously you're distracted by the crackling uh lights that are uh hanging from the ceiling uh you can for sure see uh what seems like these kind of faint blurred images sitting on the bench two kind of um, semi-transparent silhouettes that much like the lights of the carousel are kind of crackling on and off as if they were just kind of illusions flickering in a bowl. Okay. Um, how fast am I going? Maybe about 10 turns a minute. So, so That's once not fast seconds. enough. Well. <laughs> not fast enough that if I jump off, I'm going to be injured. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. I'd like to jump off then and and make my way towards the apparitions. Sure. Uh, yeah, you can see two figures. They're not super crisp, uh, but they're sitting uh, on the bench. And they seem to be sitting focused forward at the carousel. Okay. And when I approach, they don't seem to notice me. I'm going to say that one of them looks up toward you. Okay. It's hard to tell exactly if you're making eye contact or not. Okay. I would like to uh, kneel kneel in front of them and take their semi-corporeal hands if, or be, like, hands near where their hands are uh, and be like, <clears throat> hey, hey, you guys gotta go is rough. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, you guys gotta go. The park closed about an hour ago, uh, so really gotta, you gotta mosey out of here. Um, no, I think I think he deals further when he says, uh Why are you here? What are, what are you, what are you clinging to this place for? And he does not necessarily expect them to give him words back, right? Because that's not always how ghosts communicate. I will say. I'm not expecting you to be like these ghosts talk now or whatever, but I'm gonna say that over the over the sounds of the uh, carousel turning and the kind of general ambiance of the area, you can kind of hear very, very faintly, just from from almost the center of the bench, not really from either of the two apparitions in front of you. Uh, you can just kind of hear very faintly, 
We come here remember Seth, okay? Oh. Okay. Uh. Does does it seem like Nichols is seeing what I'm seeing here? Is he like, oh fuck, ghosts, or is he like, what are you doing? He doesn't see what okay. you're seeing. Okay. He definitely sees you talking to a bench. <laughs> happens, to, happens to all of us sometimes. Okay. Uh, but it's but the way he's reacting, it doesn't look like he realizes there's something on sure, the bench. Sure, sure. I would like to turn and look at him and be like, they're, they're not going to hurt anyone. This is just where they come. Do you still want me to move them on? Who's the, who's they? The the couple in the mural, they're the ones who are turning the carousel. Um, they they come here every Saturday. Every Saturday. Is it Saturday by chance? <laughs> no, it's Wednesday, which is what's weird. No, yeah. it is Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you noticed a? I don't know, maybe this is a shot in the dark, a pattern of, like, you know, this happens to happen on particular days. Yeah, I I guess the security guards report it about once a week. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so Saturdays. Yeah, this is... So, yes, good news. It's a a spirit. It's a pair of spirits. And uh, I think that they are just kind of stuck on the idea that, like, this is where they come. This is... They're in a habit. They're in a schedule. Like, living people. Um, but that carousel is not going very fast. It's after dark. They're not going to hurt anybody. If you want me to help them move along, sure, but they're not malicious. They're not going to cause any problems. Nichols kind of like scratches his head and does the middle-aged dad thing of putting a hand under his belt. Huh. You, you can see them, though? Yeah. Um, I would not be great at my job if I couldn't. Uh, but I also understand that that would make it hard for you to believe that I am actually seeing something, right? Because you can't see it for yourself. He he nods a lot. Yeah, yeah. They are sitting on the bench, much like they are in the mural. Um, you may have noticed that I walked up to it and started to sing, and it started to turn when I did that. That was the cause and effect of me calling to them. You know, once again, you could take me at my word, uh, if you would like. You don't. That is up to you. Um, like I said, I don't think they're going to hurt anyone. I can just leave them be. They'll spin the carousel on Saturday nights. And then, you know, just kind of keep going about their, their business. If it is of concern, I can, I can help them move on. That will stop. Uh, Warren kind of scratches his head again and goes, well, I never met them myself, uh, uh, but my father spoke very highly of them and he kind of pauses again. I can't really in good conscience kick out any guest of the park. So uh, welcome to the Sequoia Amusement Park and Arcade. Uh, Hope you enjoy your time here. He uh, turns back to the carousel and, and kind of scratches his head again. He goes, maybe we ought to look into getting that thing fixed. Yeah, everybody likes a good carousel. Yeah, seems so. 
he offers to write you a check when he gets back to the front gate and your business at the Sequoia Amusement Park has come to an end. Sick. I kind of thought he wasn't going to pay me because I didn't fix his problem. Uh, And I did have a moment where I was like, I should say it would be like, you don't have to pay me. Like, I didn't actually do anything for you. But like, if he's going to pay me, I'm not going to argue. No, trust me. I can call the seismologist tomorrow morning and cancel. This is this is great. <laughs> that is true. I imagine a seismologist is probably much more expensive than a freelance exorcist. Th- thank you so much, Mister Garcia. Of course. Flores. Do, do you know how to? He he kind of stumbles through his words. Do we have Do we have to do anything to make sure they're? Th- this is a family place, and we don't want to accidentally anger any spirits. That he kind of stops realizing how absurd the sentence he's forming is. I mean, you've done pretty good so far. You know. You haven't done anything to upset them. It seems like they just, you know, this is kind of what it is. You take good care of the park. You take good care of the place that they love. I think that you'll probably be okay. But if you have any problems, you have my number. I will help you out free of charge. Sounds good. Thank thank, thank you so much. Thank you so of much course. again. Of course. Uh, he appears very gracious and then goes to kind of lock the gate uh, with him on the inside doomed forever to wander the park no, uh, <laughs> and he disappears and he disappears Whoa. we were all ghosts saint garcia flores <laughs> and saint turns away and suddenly he's wearing glasses to show that time has passed <laughs> <laughs> he morphs from matt damon to <laughs> it's like at the end of saving private ride <laughs> yeah now i'm at the amusement park that makes you old <laughs> <laughs> He locks the gate uh, with him on the inside and kind of waves uh, to you through the fence uh, before, yeah, kind of put, turning around, putting his hands on his hips, just confused about what to do. Yeah. Maybe he's going to start feeding them like <laughs> pigeons. Yeah. <sighs> Alistair, why do you call Saint? So I think, um, I think... Alistair, he is a man who operates under the principle that if someone does not wish to receive phone calls because it's the middle of the night, they will turn their fucking phone on Do Not Disturb. So he just calls people. And if you don't have your phone silenced when you're sleeping, that's your problem. <laughs> Which is a fair judgment. <laughs> what? My phone's on Do Not Disturb, like, all the time. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, Yeah. Saints, uh, Saints phone, at whatever point we decide is appropriate, uh, I think Saints phone rings. Sure. We'll just say for interest of the scene that I uh, am on my motorcycle about to drive off from the amusement park and I get a call <laughs> and, the, and the number says like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what his contact name is. It's absolutely just the detective guy emoji oh and then like a thumbs down emoji. <laughs> I mean, Jules is just an alien with with a gun. It's just the gun emoji and the alien emoji. I respect, I respect that. Um, yeah, so so Saint picks up. Uh, hi. I was not expecting to get a call from you ever. <laughs> that sounded kind of harsh. That's not what I meant. I'm just kind of surprised. Also, it's like 10 p.m. <laughs> oh, uh... I mean, I was working, so it's not a big deal, but I'm just, you know... Am I interrupting anything? No, I've just finished up. 
was about to start driving. So you actually caught me in a perfect little Venn diagram of time hmm. between time I'm working and time I'm driving. Hmm. What do you know about the Roswell Mutual Informational Exchange? Uh, that's a big question. Um, I know a couple couple people who go every hmm. year. Uh, Have you ever been? But nobody I'm nobody I'm close with. Uh, no. <laughs> I've been invited before, but I've usually just said no. There. Are you inviting me to go? <laughs> Is this going to be invite number four of Saint come to the alien cult thing? It's a little bit more involved than that, but short answer, okay. yes. Saint, come with me to the alien cult thing. They give you government agents a plus one to those kinds of events. I kind of figured they wouldn't let you go. Like, they would check your ID at the door and be like, I'm sorry, you're a fed, you can't come in, sir. First of all, you've seen my fake ID printer. This is true. Second of all... I've used your fake ID printer. Alright. The department, as you can imagine, uh, takes an interest in the symposium of the strange, I think is what most people call it. Point is, it occurred to me that it might be an opportunity to dig for information about Jules. And I thought you might be interested. Well, if she was going to show up anywhere, that does seem like a place she would show up. Except for SquatchCon, and that isn't until August, so... Well, we'll just have to do the circuit, won't we? Is it going to be a problem with your government buddies if I show up and start tagging along? There will be portions of the event that we won't be able to attend together, but it's it's a big venue, and as you can imagine, it's full of colorful characters. If we need to engage in any low-profile exchange of information, it'll be easy enough to find a cover. Fair enough. So, then just my original questions. And that's a... I believe we said January 18th in the last chapter. um, And Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, That's where the aliens live. January 18th, and as for the location, three guesses in the first two don't count. Roswell, New Mexico. Okay. I think I can make that happen. I will uh, I will contact you once I enter the landing zone. That was kind of a stretch. Anyway, I'll contact you when I get closer. <laughs> Drive safe, Saint. You too. Click. And I think we see the I'm trying to decide what the sort of cinematic is for Alistair like kind of taking a moment to second guess the decision that he's just made 
and I think it is him, um, like outside, uh, kind of on, on like the, you know, not like a back porch, but let's say like sitting out on one of the like stacked up deck chairs next to an empty pool for the winter behind a Best Western somewhere in like, cause he, I think he's already left home. Like he's on his way. Sure. Makes sense. Maybe he's, yeah. He has, he has quite a bit of driving to do. Um, I think maybe in like Western Pennsylvania or something like that. Um, as like, it starts to snow a little bit. And Alistair kind of just like perches on this stacked up deck chairs and kind of stares out into the, you know, extra urban night. With a kind of a pensive expression. No stars. Uh, Saint, do you want to have a similar scene? Oh. Uh, sure, yeah. So he, Saint, is is on the motorcycle. Um, helmet kind of tucked under one arm, phone on the other, and he kind of looks at the phone and does a little, like, when you kind of wiggle it between your fingers. Um, with a lighter phone, anyway, you could do that. And just kind of looking down at it, thinking. Um and then uh, kind of shrugs to himself and puts his phone in his pocket, zips up his jacket, and uh, puts his helmet on. And I can think of no better place to end part one of chapter four, The Church of the Open Mind. What you've just been listening to was Parascience, a glimpse into a world unknown. It was an actual play horror adventure told to you through the fate system. Our players are Ezra Kay as Agent Alistair McAndrews and Manny Trumbo Gomes as capable young man St. Garcia Flores. As for myself, I was your game master and disembodied voice, Ben Hamlin. I also produced this show. Our theme song is by the incorporeal Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo was created by the haunted visage of Tara Bossart. We are currently in the process of remastering and transcribing earlier episodes of the show, and for that I would like to thank Glory Duda, Marcel Hood, and Julie Cooper as they write down our every word and weave an intricate web of audio for you. You can stay tuned to our social media channels for more information on these developments. This show is brought to you by Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can follow us on social media at InfinityBreak23 and check out our website for all of our other podcasts at infinitybreak.net. We appreciate you listening to this program. If you want to help spread the word, there are good many ways to do that. Word of mouth helps us immensely, and you can add us at ParasciencePod on Twitter. And while you're at it, why not tag InfinityBreak23? We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash InfinityBreak where you can start donating to InfinityBreak for as little as $1 a month. And if you listen to Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. That's all for now. Let Parascience expand your way of thinking and offer you 10 easy steps to becoming a telepath at home. We'll see you in two weeks' time.